0: On today's episode of Gathering the Kings,
1: you want something that's going to keep you sane and something that you can tangibly say, you know what, I'm not getting caught in the monotony of a deployment or my husband being gone or anything like that. Just something to fulfill them outside of just being the spouse and the caregiver.
0: What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, gathering the King's podcast. Today, I've got another queen on the King's stage, Michelle Pinzack. Welcome to the King's stage.
1: Thank you, Chaz. It's a pleasure to be with you today.
0: Well, I'm reciprocal of the honor that you would even want to be here. We appreciate not only female entrepreneurs, but man, you have got a unique business that I love and have gone down the road of of almost using your service, but when when the time comes right, I'm going to be a client. So I just wanted to say that out loud on the air here, so that people know that all entrepreneurs probably need Michelle's service. This one you should take extra notes on. So Michelle, tell us what kind of business that you.
1: Have. So we are a virtual assistant service, Duncan Spear. We're a little bit different than other different. services. We are chief executive assistants. Ninety-five percent of our team is military spouses based around the world, and okay. we handle everything. Literally everything except for taxes because not trying to get anybody out caponed.
0: Right. Yeah, no, we don't need any liability for y'all crazy doings out there in the business world, right?
1: Exactly. Like I'm saying no responsibility. For
0: That's awesome. Well, I, I do want to dig in more to this specific business. I think that it's funny that you, when you said VA service, that you followed it quickly with don't be scared because if the, if the if the listener right now hasn't already had a bad experience with a quote unquote VA service, then just save your time. Don't and go directly to Michelle's company. But I already have had that bad experience. I'm curious to be able to have your story on what makes you different here in a minute. But before we do that, you're an entrepreneur, a very successful entrepreneur at that. And I have to know, why are you doing this? What's the bigger picture? What's that deep burning desire inside of you, Michelle?
1: Honestly, it's twofold. One, I became a military spouse about 10 years ago, and I didn't want to be defined strictly as a military spouse. And by being Sean's wife or a mom, I wanted to have something that was my own. So that's one piece. The second piece is kind of piggybacked off of that. But being a military spouse, it's really hard to find a job anywhere. Because people have always looked at us as being temporary, even though we were in an area for between two to four years. So a lot of times we get looked over. So friends, acquaintances throughout my 10 years have all had the very same experiences I have. So that's extremely near and dear to my heart.
0: Yeah, so you saw not only a problem of independence, right, because you desired something of your own, you wanted to be autonomous, if you will, along with the same desire for others, but that there was a challenge there because of what the spouse in this case was doing, being part of the military. So first off, I love what you do for that reason, because first off, I appreciate your your husband and any other of the military folks that are listening or, or that you're associated to. It's just such a big deal. Especially we're we're recording right before July fourth here and just a it's just a huge part of not only why we get to be in business, but obviously a big part of your story. So you solve a problem, which is which is okay, fine. We all get to do that as entrepreneurs. But this one's like really close to your heart. And I love that part of it. What have you seen since then as far as like your why? And like why do you keep doing it? I mean, this wasn't just like you and a couple girlfriends that got together and you're helping some people. Like it's It's gotten much, much bigger.
1: It has, absolutely. And since COVID, it's kind of exacerbated the issue because pre-COVID, the military spouse unemployment rate was 24%. Now, hit that pin in your hat for a second because 24% was what the national unemployment rate was during the Great Depression. Post-COVID, we are 38% unemployment as military spouses. Because, you know, during COVID, that entire dynamic shifted from, okay, well, we have to be home with our kids and obviously our service members don't have that ability. So it fell on the spouses to do so. So 14% unemployment rate increase in three years is pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. Do you see um, in that industry, this spouse of military personnel, the, the I assume the growing desire to have autonomy, to be productive, to have something on their own that's separate from maybe a more traditional keeping the house?
1: Absolutely. Being a military spouse is so much more than, you know, just being home and taking care of your kids while your service members are at work or deployed. We are an entire community that supports each other. Even my family has been around the military for years and years and years. And and They don't understand the full dynamic of being a military spouse. So when you are within that community and that's what you're defined as, you, you know, want something that's going to keep you sane and something that you can tangibly say, you know what, I'm not getting caught in the monotony and a deployment or my husband being gone or anything like that. Does something fulfill them outside of just being the spouse and caregiver
0: yeah there's an extra layer here it's not just i'm a spouse i want my own thing it's because of the uniqueness of the service that the spouse is providing through the military or service it's just like there's a community now being built and you get to serve that community obviously but you're taking certain skill sets and i remember reading this on your website when we first met or when i first got connected with you basically that there's these super qualified individuals. But because of the uniqueness of the back and forth transferring, that they don't get to put those skill sets to high use. Talk to that for a second.
1: Absolutely. So we have spouses who have been in the spouse game for, you know, between 10 and 20 years. And they're coordinating PCS moves across the country with multiple layers. Don't even get me started on PCS. It's a little bit crazy. not only that, but they're taking care of their kids. They're doing it most right. of the time solo because their spouse has requirements in their own job. So, being able to translate that skill set to okay, well, you're running the house, plus you're taking care of your kids' schedules and your PCSing, you can absolutely handle a level kids calendar and project right. management. So, it's just being able to translate that, that a little bit better.
0: Yeah. I love the, the practicality of taking this and moving it over here. It reminds me when I was 24 years old, I was looking at purchasing my first franchise and I was filling out my business plan to get an SBA loan. And the guy that was helping me, thank goodness for him, because he believed in me because the bank wasn't going to, period. The bank that he worked for. He's like, we got to be able to take your skill sets and your history and be able to move it over here and say, because of this, I can do this. And this is how I'm going to do it. And I was able to secure that loan and build a big a big business because of that one little piece, and then, which is exactly what you're helping them do. You're saying, you've got a skill set. You've got an understanding. You've done this repeatedly, actually. We can do it over here in a completely different way, but it's the same functions, right?
1: Absolutely. And I think one of my most favorite stories from our team is we had a spouse who started working with us. She had a horrible tragedy in her family. She had five kids. Wow. She lost two of them in an accident and she didn't have a resume. She had been, you know, a wife, mom, all the things for 15 years or so. And she emailed us and said, I want to work with your company because I need something right now. And this was about five years after her kids had passed away. And she ended up coming to work with us for about four months. And then her client actually bought her out and made her director of operations for his company. Wow, and all the kids we translated her skill set and put it to good use and obviously, a story very near and dear to my heart. love yeah. her and her family so much, but it was just incredible to kind of watch and see how Square to white played a part in facility.
0: yeah yeah, absolutely that it, it it's those stories that make it worthwhile doing it again and again. okay, well, let's come into some practicals here. You gave us a little bit of your story, kind of how this came to be, but give us a little bit a uh, couple minutes of of you and obviously your military spouse but like tell us about that and tell us the frustration and tell us how squared away came to be
1: awesome well if you're ready for the saddest country song you've ever heard <laughs> you
0: yeah producer cue sad country music uh, here we go
1: I'm <laughs> right now but I married my husband in 2013. We did our first PCS from Texas to North Carolina. And before we ever moved to North Carolina, I started applying for jobs. I cannot tell you how many I applied for, wow. but I got a bunch of interviews. And every time I did an interview, they were like, Oh, well, what brings you to Jacksonville, North Carolina? Well, it's not the scenery, trust me. And then inevitably, it would come out that I was a military spouse. And it really, Sucked to be honest to have to hide that, like, that's something I should be proud of as a military spouse. My husband's a marine pilot, but then it started to get frustrating when they would shift, like, it would be going great, and then they would discover, Oh, she's a military spouse, no thing. Mm -hmm. And I can absolutely read the room and tell that that's the path we were going down. So, quite honestly, I got really frustrated and pissed off because I didn't think it was fair. And I started looking for a job online. This was, you know, tried to work remotely. The whole remote was cool. Right. Was just, was 13. So I started working for a virtual assistant company. Loved it. It was absolutely incredible. I had been a personal assistant previously. It was my jam, my thing. Yeah. And worked with them for about two years. You the banjo music. Those were real fun. My husband deployed on his second deployment. In July of 2015, three weeks later, I tried to log in to work and I was blocked because the company had essentially gone bankrupt overnight. And the icing on the cake was that I was three months pregnant with our first little boy. Wow. So I had a team, I was a manager at that point. And my team was calling me, blowing me up. And to be honest, hot hormonal mess. I was all of the tears. I was trying to call my husband, talk right. to my school, talk to my clients. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like, what is happening? And I talked to one of my clients and he was like, you know what, it's gonna be okay. And we got the okay to start working with our clients outside of the company. Right. It was great. All of my clients came with me, so I didn't have anything to worry about. But it was a hard time like that company had over 400 employees
0: that just had more job overnight. Yeah. Yeah, it's super impactful. Interesting, though, that in that moment, it was an entrepreneur, probably one of your clients would be my guess. maybe not correct me if I'm wrong, but solving a problem, right? This is what we do. Pretty awesome opportunity for you to step into that. But being a virtual assistant for a couple of clients and doing that well and Building a ginormous company of helping many, many others do the same are completely different. Tell us the gap there.
1: So the gap was I started working on my own with my clients. I figured out the logistics of being independent. And that was really interesting and huge learning curve for me. And then my husband came home from deployment. I had about 13 clients when he came home from deployment in January of 2016. Two weeks later, I had our little boy. I saw off two weeks. FYI, do not recommend taking less than six weeks for maternity leave. Two yeah. Weeks, I about made myself insane. Don't yeah. ever do it. So there's, don't do it. Yeah. But I did that because I didn't have anybody to support me and yeah. I didn't want to lose my clients. So becoming a new mom and working and continuing to build my business was incredibly overwhelming. But, yeah. It also kind of taught me, you know, how to build processes and prioritize. So I definitely learned something from it. Still don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. But
0: Even if you had those in place, then you you would have been able to enjoy a longer period of
1: time. <laughs> absolutely. So doing it by yourself is so incredibly hard. But it was, like I said, it was, it was a great learning moment for me on how to prioritize and create processes. So from there, my husband came home in April. And told me that we had orders to Hawaii.
0: Wow. Wow. And bummer. But.
1: At wow. And it- like. <laughs> are you kidding? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I looked at him for like a deer in headlights for like probably a solid 10 minutes. Just like, are you serious? Right yeah. Now? So I literally went and sat in the closet and was like, what do I do? Like I've had 13 clients on the East Coast. Like, how the hell am I going to do this? And. So, finally, I was just like, you know what? I didn't let the company imploding bring me down. I am not going to let time zones beat me. I got this. So, in October, I told my clients that I was moving. Didn't tell them where because I didn't want to spook anybody. Mm-hmm. I took a week off and I moved to Hawaii. I started waking up at 3 a.m. Hawaii time to work with mm-hmm. East Coast clients. Yep. And I'm must- Fully and completely sponsored by All Things Caffeine at that point, but you, I, to, I told Sean for probably the first four months or so that I don't know if I can do this because I was waking up so early, going to bed yeah. with the chickens, and that made it was just insanity. A lot of people were like, "You don't have to do that," you know, and I was like, "But I want to. I want right. to, get to work." So I did that. For about six months, and then one of my clients, who is now my co-founder Shane, called me and said, "Hey, my company is growing. I need you to grow with me." Mm. And I was like, "Dude, I have a one-year-old. i have um, a wife, a husband in the military. i went What are you talking about? I didn't need to take a beat to process this. Sorry. So that evening, I actually had a conversation with one of my military spouse friends and. She was talking about how she'd applied for so many jobs were in Honolulu and
0: light bulb. Ding. I was
1: like, boom, there it is. So I talked to Shane the next day and I said, if we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it with military spouses. So that's cool. That's all she wrote and how yeah. all got rolling.
0: You know, there's so many pieces of that story. So first off, congratulations on your success the shifting and the back and forth and that's really what i want to point out to the listener is just that there were so many moments along the way that you could have stopped and we all have those in our story the uniqueness about what you just shared which we all have as well is i guess it's not it wouldn't be unique then but what what i heard you say that we also all have is is that you had little like relationships along the way that helped you through those moments each each little piece of time that you could have just thrown it up and said no more you had a particular person speak into you or raise you up to the next level. And so, do you wanna to speak to that for a half second? I mean, that's kind of a powerful thing. Yeah, you want
1: absolutely. To- I have always said that I could not have done this journey alone. I did not know enough to do this journey alone. If you had caught me in a weak moment, I would have been like, sorry, but I don't think I can handle this. I've got a lot yeah. going on personally. You know, I never thought I would be an entrepreneur, but those pieces of wisdom and support and just, I guess, epiphany in different yeah. conversations just can felt like they were guiding me to do something bigger. And quitting never felt like a true option. It felt like, a, oh my gosh, this 30 minutes I'm going to spiral, but the next 30 minutes I'm going right. to be okay. So I just me to have this moment. So I cannot be more grateful for everybody that's sitting beside me on this entire journey.
0: Yeah. I want to just encourage the listener through your story here that not only should there be people along the way, and if there's not, then you need to put yourself around people who can be those people to you. But even inside of what you just said, it's like, I I had mental fortitude enough to know that quitting wasn't really an option, but that it was okay to maybe implode for 30 minutes and then Absolutely. pick myself back up and continue on. The continuing on part is what we talk about. Not a whole lot of entrepreneurs really talk about what it means to like the actual fall. And sometimes that's a 30 minute implode or it's a client leaving or it's a move to Hawaii that changes the time zones dramatically to where literally our whole life changes. Plus you being a new mom. Circumstances are different, but that, uh, that, that permission really that you gave yourself of, quitting is not an option so as long as I understand like that like that's that's the guardrail I'm not quitting but between now and then I might have to take a day off or I might have to just cry I might have to you know I might have to go to my room and and work on something that's that's my go-to like let me just let me work on something super quiet that has nothing to do with this problem for a little while we just we all deal with it differently you know
1: yeah absolutely and I agree like if you have that boundary with yourself like I'm not cleaning. I'm not gonna do this. But you, you know, don't get a deal that you really wanted, take a walk, go treat yourself yeah. to ice cream, like seriously, like anything silly that takes your mind off of it gets you out of the problem for that period of time. And even if it's crying in the shower, trust me, I've done it a hot few times, but you get your mind off of them issue at hand. It lets you yep. sit in those feelings and then you can let them go and move forward. Yep. I cannot tell you like, I sound like a therapist right now. I'm sorry, but it just feels like you process it, you let it go, you move forward.
0: Like, yeah.
1: So many, so, so many moments over the past five years of doing that has been incredibly helpful.
0: I think it's actually one of the distinguishing things. Yeah. Maybe you sound like a therapist, but it's actually important. So, uh, thank you for sharing it, but it's it's. I think it's one of the distinguishing things of someone who is successful today, versus someone who could have been successful today but isn't. And success obviously is determined in our kind of our own thoughts, but. What we're talking about is just maybe growing a business or having fortitude to hang on and impact others like we we're kind of in the same alignment that we're since we're talking about business, but for the many of opportunities that you could have let go or quit, it just would have ended in a different result and so yeah, it's actually really important to know how to deal with those moments, whether it's you know tactically or or just mindset wise my wife gives me a hard time not not really, but she kind of pokes fun at me often because I love working out to. The motivational, just not necessarily somebody yelling at me, per se, sometimes, but just like this, just just juice, you know? And, I'm, and and then as soon as that's done, when I'm getting ready, I'm listening to a book. And and then the next phase is the ne- like I'm always just feeding the mind and trying to get around people like you who have g- also gone through it. Because I know when those moments come, because they will come, Absolutely. I have to do what she's talking about.
1: Absolutely. If I told you it was all sunshine and rainbows, I would be completely lying. You're going to have the rainstorms, you're going to have the thunderstorms and lightning yeah. bolt and the whole nine, <laughs> where it's like you can either go to the left and, you know, take the battle, or you can go to the right and just be like, cool, here's my stop sign. So, which yeah. road are you going to take? Are you going to sail through it or are you just going to halt? Yep. You know, a lot of times I'll take the thunderstorms and lightning it bolt.
0: It's what we do as entrepreneurs. So, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that you've given us plenty here to not only relate, but Total inspiration. What now? Inside the business, you've built this incredible platform. What's been a good decision that you've made looking back where a lot of the success that you've had has maybe gone back to that one decision? What is that?
1: Oh my goodness. I feel like I make 3 million decisions every single day. I know. I would say one of our biggest and best decisions was switching from having contractors in our company to being completely W2 employees.
0: Well, wow. Okay.
1: Our teammates are W two employees because that allowed them to have the security more so than being a contractor, and it sure. also allowed us to provide benefits for our spouses. So four hundred one k, paid time off, paid maternity leave, paid family. Yeah. Leave. So I would say that that would be one of the best decisions that we probably ever made.
0: What do you think the impact of that? I mean, yeah, you gave me some features of these are the benefits that they get, and this is what it's done. But what what's been the impact of those benefits?
1: The security, I would say, not to go down a super crazy tunnel, but you know, the military isn't you know exactly known for having strong, secure marriages and got it you
0: know,
1: long term support in that regard. Interesting. So spouses who are able to separate themselves from the military if needed if they're going through a divorce or separation they have that security and i've seen it with some of our teammates having that security of okay well i've got this company that i'm working for that i love so much i don't need to be in this position personally and as a military spouse i can attest that i see that more than i would care to share but (laughs) they don't have that independence and the security to leave potentially toxic situations. And I've seen a lot of our team members get out of those situations just based on the support that we can offer them.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a whole nother layer of impact that you're talking about. You're, you're talking about because, because they have options and, and true autonomy that they don't, they don't feel stuck.
1: Exactly. And even if they are in, you know, fantastic marriages, like I am hopeful that most of our team is but they still have something for them and they don't have to solely rely on their spouse for anything.
0: Yeah. You, you have options. And as entrepreneurs, we know that if I have no options, I have no solutions. That's what solutions come from are options. Okay. Well, what about a bad decision, Michelle? You've obviously made a few, I'm sure. What was, what was that one thing that just was not your greatest hour? Hey, Kings and Queens, Chaz Wolf. I want to talk to you about something that's super important to me. We put a lot of time and effort, we meaning myself and my team into this podcast, into the content that goes out every single day. And if you have been getting any sort of value or insight from this, we want it to be able to reach other business owners too. So we would love if you would like comment, share, leave a review, post, share again, (laughs) all of the things on social media, on all the different platforms or even on the podcast mediums of Apple and Spotify. We would love to be able to get our content into more hands, more entrepreneurs so they can grow their business as quick as possible. Together, we are building a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who are committed to growing their businesses to new heights. So let's do this, let's help each other, let's help each other grow.
1: Oh goodness, also made more than a handful of theirs in the past few years. I would say, oh man, that's such a really good question. Thanks for putting me on the spot, Chaz. Of
0: course. <laughs> this is what I do.
1: Welcome. I would say one of the worst decisions, no no, no impact to our clients, would be allowing clients to buy out their assistants. Mm. It's an ongoing, quote unquote, bad decision. Sure. But I would say it's kind of double-edged. It gives our assistant a really amazing opportunity to work outside of Squared Away and to grow in their career, which is great. Right. On the flip side we're losing an amazing assistant and we're losing revenue so right and that's one of our bad quote unquote decisions but it's also really beneficial to our team
0: yeah yeah it's unique in its fact that it has both sides i mean i guess every decision does but you're you're just operating in one outweighs the other even though it hurts in one area And, and we we all do this we all make decisions that either cost us resource, you know, revenue, whatever it is, that's for the greater good, whatever that falls into for you. It's for the fact that they can keep moving on.
1: I've had other entrepreneurs saying, well, why do you allow for this? This isn't a good thing for your company to have. I've been doing business for X number of years. Right. But going back to our mission, which Mm -hmm. is employing as many military spouses as possible. So, yeah. employing doesn't necessarily always mean with Squared Away. It could mean yeah. with another company and just facilitating those relationships. So, yeah, I would say bad decision. Some people might think so a lot of times, but yeah. again, it's a double-edged sword.
0: Yeah, I think that actually the the really true principle here that you're sharing, for, first off, it attaches to your mission statement. That's incredible. That's a whole nother principle in itself that you make decisions based on what you said that you wanted so congratulations to you the listeners should be paying attention to that but even inside of that even in our businesses i don't i don't hire someone to then hire them out to someone else like a va service does but i still hire somebody and train them and teach them and and pour into them and develop them with the knowledge knowing that they can go work for someone else at any point and and that point often does come in fact I would encourage a listener, Michelle and I both obviously have, have experienced this, and if you haven't, you will, but the reality of it is, is that you have an opportunity for a period of time, maybe that's two months, maybe that's two years, maybe that's 20 years to impact, develop, and move this person forward into all that they're called to be, and sometimes that period of time is variable with you. You just happen to be a piece of their story. Be grateful for that moment and the, the, what they gave to you and what you gave to them, and help them move on because that's actually what a good seed looks like. Would you agree with this?
1: I would agree with that one thousand percent. Especially when it comes to even if you're hiring, look at a military spouse. Even if they're going to be with you for a year, right? Probably not going for be with you for four years, but you get to influence them and they get to influence you with their skill sets for that period of time. So you're both incredibly lucky to have right, that right. mutually beneficial relationship and kind of move forward and be a piece of each other's chapter. So I fully encourage people, please do not discount a military spouse or a veteran for that matter in your yeah. hiring process.
0: Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know why somebody would, I obviously intellectually understand what you're saying, but those values to me that often come with that individual often supersede any short-term engagement, you know? So I want to ask you, inside your business, what's the number one KPI that you're tracking right now?
1: Number one KPI that we're tracking is clients
0: and our client retention. Okay. Long-term value or lifetime value, just... The value that you bring to them, you have a different measurement. What are you, what are you looking specifically at? What
1: we're tracking inside of that, I would say that we're tracking, you know, if they've been with one assistant the entire period, we have clients who've been with us for sure five years at this point. So, have they done with one assistant? Have they done with two assistants? Just because, you know, life happens, right? The move, that kind of thing, and needs change. So, that's the biggest thing that we track really right now.
0: Yeah, have they hired a second or a third or a fourth? You know,
1: exactly, would... exactly. That's funny enough that you should mention that. That was actually something we were talking about on Friday.
0: Yeah, so, I'm sure that would be a huge, a huge. I mean, no, no better spoken word than than spending more money with you.
1: Oh, absolutely. And we, I mean, we design it. You know, I've said so that some of our clients need us for professional with one assistant, personal with another assistant, and Ryan. with a team with another. So incredibly powerful to kind of watch those relationships develop
0: love it all right what about a business resource you said you're a podcast fan maybe it's a podcast maybe it's a book something that you've gotten just major value from that you can share with the listener
1: my most favorite book is Mm -hmm. think again by adam grant okay Uh, i probably reference his book like twice a week especially with our leadership team just because it's so powerful like teaching someone to think for themselves is something that we don't learn in school a lot of people right. learn it in college classes i know i didn't learn it to the extent that i fully needed to but yeah. you know my team also knows if they come to me they come to me with solutions they don't come to me and ask for permission yeah so that's something i learned from adam grant shout out to you um <laughs> and also if you're having difficult conversation always look to be proven wrong like, how can I be proven wrong or how can my idea be proven not the best? Because so, no. a lot of times I found that leaders will go into it thinking, I know everything because this is my title. I will be the first to say a CEO. I'd have no idea a lot of times, but I'll look into it and I'll figure it out and come back with a solution or further discussion. So,
0: Yeah, those are powerful, powerful tactics that you just gave to us. <laughs> great, great resource as well. What about your family? I wanna, you, you obviously are leading your family in a, in a maybe a unique way in comparison to other entrepreneurs listening, being a spouse of, of a military service provider or a professional, but my question remains the same, which is this, I believe in obsession. The work-life balance, in my opinion, doesn't exist. For entrepreneurs, we're all in, that's just who we are. And so what that means is I obsess over my business, I become successful, I obsess over my marriage, I have a successful marriage, I obsess over my children, I become a successful father or mother. Under that construct, what have you done inside of your marriage or in your family with your kiddos to obsess over them at the same time this, this beast of a, of a business that you have has been growing?
1: Two words, and I learned this the hard way. Be present. Yeah, It's good. That- How do you do that? With my with my business, I am 100% all-in, all-day, business hours, the whole night, just like any other entrepreneur. But when my kids are home, I'm obsessed over my kids. And I'm making jokes with my husband and picking on him as much as possible when it's just us. But when work is work time, I'm all-in. And when I'm all-in with my family, that means putting my phone down. That means... Hiding my laptop, if necessary, <laughs> but just making sure that I am present because when my seven year old was small, I was jumping on that email, jumping on that call, jumping on that text yeah. and missing the moments that I should have been present for. Yeah. And that would probably be my most, my biggest regret in growing squared away is the fact that my kids saw me behind an electronic in the beginning, more so than they saw me in their face or holding them.
0: Yeah. I guess the good part is, is that they were young, probably won't remember it, but also the second thing too, is that there is a period of time where you, not to say that you have to be behind an electronic device, but there's a period of time where you have to build. And that, that does look like maybe stepping aside to, to run an email or to, to work late or whatever. We can't, we can't get past that. However, I love what you said there is that there is a distinction at some point where you say, okay, I have built something that gives me leverage and and now I need to come out of addiction of being needed <laughs> inside of my business and I need to come over here and go, okay, I need to change my perspective and be obsessed over here in this nature, just like I have been in the building process over here because you're building your family, you're building your children, you're building your marriage gosh, the same and way.
1: And they are my number one always, but Squared Away is also my third child that I love so much. And so I've structured my schedule to make sure that I can give and be present for everything. So it might sound a little bit crazy, but I do get up at 4 a.m. and work until my kids get up. And then I'm mom until about 9 o'clock Pacific time. I work until about 3.30. Then I pick up my kids and I'm mom again until they go to bed. And then I might do an hour or two of work in the evening because, you know, it never stops. And I never stop. <laughs>
0: Sounds sounds pretty similar to my schedule. So I can I can relate as well as there's there's ebbs and flows and variables, right? It's not it doesn't of have course. to be staunch the same. I've got one last question here for you, Michelle. I want to know if you had the opportunity to reach back into time, whisper in the younger Michelle's ear, what would you say?
1: Oh my goodness. So many things. <laughs> you've got this. The easiest thing in the world, you've got this when husband's deploying. Things are crazy. You've got this. When you have a list of to do items of these things, you've got this one at a time. Be encouraging because I already know I have the grit and the tenacity mm-hmm. and just reading that extra bump of encouragement. So yeah. i would definitely saying those are my words.
0: The power behind those three words can't be understated. I appreciate you sharing it. It's funny. I've had a lot of people say a lot of things and similar. But the way that you just said it, I heard what you were saying, trust me. But what I did in my own mind is I went back to a couple of moments and I was sharing it to myself and also moments where my wife has said that same three-letter sentence, you got this. And when we walk away from that, it's like, okay, I've, I've now been transferred courage, which I hoped that you and I got to do today for the listener. Michelle, I, I really want to make, make it clear how the listener can get a hold of you. Number one, they might need a virtual assistant. So give us just a quick rundown of some things that are included in everything. If a business owner is listening today, they could be below seven figures and in complete chaos mode and not really knowing how to hire. And they don't even maybe know what they need help with. They might be seven, eight, even nine figures and have a team in place, maybe have a specific you know, position identified. What would be some things of why they would need you particularly to help them?
1: That is my favorite thing when people ask me. Number one is if you don't like doing it, give it away. Because you are procrastinating on doing those tasks and it gets put off and you're probably not going to give it your best attempt. Give it away immediately. Focus on the things that bring you joy and that you're going to be able to progress your business with or whatever you're doing with. So always give it away. Focus on the things that you enjoy doing the most. Number two, make a list. Make make a list of things you just don't like and add it set aside. That way you can say, you know what, I don't like ordering groceries every week. I can give this away. Right. The smallest menial task might take you five minutes or 10 minutes to explain, but then it's gone forever and it's delegated. Yeah. So if you don't like doing it, give it away. That would be yeah. my biggest tip. Also, everybody needs extra time. We have plans as small as five hours and up to full time for our teammates. So even if you just need an extra pair of hands, helping with doctor's appointments and that kind of thing for your family, we can absolutely take care of that.
0: Yeah, it's incredibly easy to on-ramp and to step into whatever it is that they might need. And you have a team in place to help them figure out what they might need.
1: We definitely do. And we have a delegation guide, too, that we share with all of our clients that kind of breaks down and gives examples of different things that you can give away if you're not sure exactly. You don't have to give a whole project away either. You can always give a project away. If it's research for a massive fundraising round or something like that, we work with VCs and CEOs that are venture-backed as well. So we have a lot of experience with that. We even had mm-hmm. a fundraising checklist for founders. So i wow. happy to share that. Also, you know, kind of what makes us different from other virtual assistant companies is we're your partner. Our assistants partner with you and become an actual part of your team. And they learn who you are. They learn your likes. They learn your dislikes. They track your family. You know, you need a gift or anniversary or a reminder. They're your partner. They're not just someone who Here. is doing your to-do list for you.
0: Yeah. Love that. Love that. It becomes real at that point. It's not a faceless job to be completed by someone who we don't know, but an actual part of the team and part of the family.
1: For sure. You, Anna, I just wanted to add one other piece because a yeah. lot of times people think that their is, or the assistants think that they might be bugging their client. I tell their client, it's their job to be a pain in your butt. Because right, you're not going to get things done if we're not being a pain in the butt. For
0: that's right, and that's we'll right.
1: Feet to, to the fire. So that's right. Our team is as tenacious as I am.
0: Yeah, I can speak to that from a, from experience. Knowing that oftentimes entrepreneurs stay small because they don't really want anybody to hold their feet to the fire. Exactly, and they they kind of butt their head up against the brick wall repeatedly in frustration because they can't figure it out. But sometimes it's as simple as doing the things that are necessary. Or in this case, if they don't have the bandwidth to hire someone to do the things that are necessary, but we, we we run away from accountability sometimes. And so, although that may sound scary to have somebody hold my feet to the fire, it's actually going to produce growth. And so I just want to encourage a listener.
1: Our assistants love doing that. Like, If you have a goal, it's also their goal. So they're going to help you get to it as quickly and as efficiently as possible. So it's not just someone to delegate to, it's someone to partner with in your personal and your professional growth.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Michelle, you've been absolutely incredible. You've built an incredible platform. I hope that the listeners go and check you out and use your services. We'll have it all in the show notes as well. Blessings to your family, your kiddos, your husband. Thank you for his service, but all of the good work that you're doing inside of Squared Away is pretty impactful as well. And you've been incredible here today, giving so much value to the listeners. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure chatting with you about Squared Away.
0: Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries and now interviewing over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight and nine figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1000 Kings specifically who are grateful, but not done. We're intentionally assembling Kings I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1000 Kings. Talk soon.